It's the Atop the Pitbox podcast with your hosts, Zach and Josh. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Atop the Pitbox podcast. We have our season finale episode tonight, and we are going to crown a champion. Uh, but first, I am Josh Rolfus. I am your host, and I'm here with our commissioner, Justin Norton. It's been a long season, but we're here. How are you doing tonight? Doing well, Josh. It's a bittersweet feeling. Luckily for season. everybody, luckily for everyone, it will be a, uh, a sh- it's a short off season, so we don't really have to wait that long till we, we get back in the swing of it. So um, That's right. we have a race to discuss. We have Phoenix, the championship race, and I know that at the end of it, one of us was pretty happy with the with the result i i'm not used to having any of my sports teams or individuals do well so um it was kind of like living a dream on sunday i was waiting to <laughs> to wake up somebody was going to wake me up and be like no sorry kyle larson won it you were dreaming but no blaney got it and it was a good feeling i was so very he, stressed he he came on at the right time and you know, I, he had he had one win during the regular season, right? Yep, yep. And it was at a super speedway. So this is two years in a row that Ford's kind of dominated the the final four and the and really Phoenix, and he's got it's got Denny Hamlin and all the other manufacturers saying, "Hey, let's move this out of Phoenix because it looks like Ford's got an advantage here." Yeah, I would I would agree, and I don't think it's a bad idea to at least rotate the championship race anyway, as much as I would love my favorite driver to go in as the favorite every year. Um, it's, it's probably better if it, if it moved around a little bit. And, and let's just acknowledge that we, we have given Blaney a lot of shit on this podcast for pretty much the entire length of the podcast. He didn't mess this up. He, he actually executed. He didn't spin out on pet road. He didn't, you know, although there was a point where I know you were a little nervous when he was battling with with Chastain and did not he, he uh he let him get into his head. Yeah, he I, I said I was stressed, but I don't think I was as stressed as Blaney. His <laughs> mental game, I his it just didn't feel like his focus was there. I was waiting for the wreck, I was waiting for the mistake. He had the best car. Uh for but sure. yeah, he his mind was not right it was called out in radio communications uh byron's team larson's team was telling their drivers hey blaney's having a meltdown (laughs) and i don't know what it was maybe it was pinsky and you know roger pinsky's in blaney's ear and maybe that's all he needed to hear but he got he got the job done never got around but he got the job done hey that's all that matters he uh finishes the highest and uh so congratulations to you uh if it wasn't denny hamlin I'm happy that uh, you got to experience some success, and uh, now we're on to next year. Now it's it's really Hamlin's year this year, so um, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan Blaney was a eight eighteen point driver this year, and uh, a quarter of the field had Blaney on their team. So twenty five percent had him on their team, and twenty one percent of the playoff teams had Blaney. So pretty good chunk. How does that compare to the other drivers? So it's it's up there. Um, you know, Larson, Elliot Logano, um, and Ross Chastain. Specifically the 
what about the playoff drivers? How how does he compare to the playoff drivers? So I would say that 21% of the playoff field had Blaney. That is pretty low. Um, I, it looks quickly like there's probably eight drivers that were higher, more higher owned than, uh, than Blaney. Truex was a big one. You know, it's going to be those guys that performed so good in the regular season. Those are the, the teams that get into the playoffs. So you've got your, your Larson, your Logano, your Truex, Chastain, Kyle Busch, um, and then Chris Busher was owned by half of the playoff field. So, and that's at 50%, you know, so 21% for Blaney is, is kind of low. 11 of the 52 playoff uh, teams had Blaney on their team. And he was an 18 point driver. And the other 18 point driver for comparison's sake was, was Hamlin. So, you know, I, I bias, but I think if you were to, to look at uh, those two teams at the beginning of the year for an 18 point value, uh, I would have thought that Blaney was overvalued, but obviously it, at the end, he, he showed he was the champion. So uh, he well-deserved of the, of the 18 point uh, driver value with the, conclusion of the phoenix race we crowned a uh nascar cup champion but we also got to crown our atop the pit box playoff champion after 36 long weeks we have a champion we do uh did not nail it so did not nail it had two teams it's it's at jay lee stewart 88 on twitter he uh he submitted two teams this year one was nailed it the other team was did not nail it, and the team that won the championship nailed it. So, <laughs> con- congrats to his did not nail it team. Um, his team consisted of Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, and Chris Buescher. So, obviously, he won the championship. So that's a pretty solid team. There's really not a, a, a hole in there. Uh, did he make a swap? He did not. There was no swap. He kept his team. He had Chris Buescher from the start. He did. That's impressive. And I think a lot of people did. So Chris Buescher, because he was valued at eight, he he started out with 10%, so not a lot. He was swapped for nine times. So nine people added him to his team. So at the end of, the, end of it all, he was owned by 31 of our fantasy teams, Chris Buescher was. A lot of people that are smarter than me because I didn't have Chris Busher on my team. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that work out for you? Listen, I finished in the money. (laughs) I would say uh... going into the playoffs, in the playoffs, he's got four really good drivers throughout the entire playoffs. Kevin Harvick is his weakest link, but then you look at the regular season and that's a pretty strong regular season team. Yeah. Um, so did not nail it. I've got some stats on where he ran this year. His He finished the regular season in 22nd place. So got in pretty well. His average weekly position was 36th. So he, he was always in the top 50 on average. His uh, worst running position was 89th. And his lowest running position was sixth place until, of course, the last week of the season when he won it all. And how many points did he score? 
he had a pretty low score. He was at 22, I believe, was the winner. Yep, 22 points in that last race. And the average for, for that race was? I believe it was about 64. So quite a bit. Quite a bit. 64 is a pretty good, pretty. It's a low good, average. Yeah, pretty low average. Mm-hmm. Um, But you got to gotta go low if you're going to win the championship. So not only did he did not nail it, but he also did not nail rookie of the year because he obviously right. is the uh, lowest fin or highest finishing uh, rookie. So congratulations to to him for winning the playoffs and also winning the rookie of the year. This year we started with or we this year we added consolation brackets. Hopefully everybody enjoyed those and kind of helped keep your interest when your team like mine didn't make the uh, the main playoffs. You had something to at least root for and, and kind of keep your eye on. Um, so we crowned three consolation bracket winners. Yes, our consolation number one bracket winner goes to better than second. That's uh, at JoJo Wagers. Jody Freeman from D's Lug Nuts wins consolation number one. He had a score of 37 points at Phoenix. Our consolation number two went to Ron Boyson, number one. He had the low score of the week at 12 points, so he was he was going to be tough to beat by anybody. Uh, and then your consolation number three, my daughter pulled it off with HP Rules, and she scored 25 points. Yeah, I so think those there's are your three some, winners of the consolation. We need, a, we need an audit. <laughs> well, listen, it, it would have been me if, if uh, <laughs> there was any shenanigans. Well, you can't make it too obvious. You got to at least get a little bit that's of your true. money back. That's no true. one's really going to care about the third consolation bracket. That That's what the team names are for. So I just hide <laughs> behind yeah. the team names. <laughs> Montia, next, next year. Next year, I'm Montia. Um, <laughs> our regular season winner, unfortunately, uh, was Zach Dick. Uh, and, and really his team, like a lot of teams, tanked in the playoffs once Truex just decided he wasn't going to run the playoffs this year um so unfortunate for him and and uh the other truex owners but he does get a payout of 50 dollars for winning the regular season so congratulations to him and then we had a tie for our low score of the year five points at new hampshire which i think is the all-time low it is yep all-time top the pit box fantasy nascar Low score, five points at New Hampshire, set by two teams with two different teams. And who were they? That was Team Moby Dick and CDB. So they split the $25 bonus payout for that. <laughs> Don't spend that $12.50 all in one spot, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks when the it sucks when you have to split that uh that with some with somebody else. But better than nothing. So congratulations to to those guys. That I also want to run down um, the top oh, yeah, 21 because those are your yep, payout positions. And then that. we'll give a shout out to a few of the top rookies. Um, so in 21st place, your lowest finishing payout position is Caleb Nicholson. Tied for 19th is Dan Grable and the Rowdy Watermelons. 18th is Three Wheel. 17th was Bill Miller. 16th was Cargo Fast Room. 15th is yours truly, Hale Mellon. 14th <laughs> is Cassidy Willis. 13th is Heritage. 12th, Tammy Colby. 
11th, Melly 85. And your top 10, 10th place is Team Beer. Ninth place is Better Than Second 2. That's again, that's Jody Freeman in his second team. Eighth place is Cy Hall, number one. Tied for sixth is Pam Schwery, number two, and Patrick Shue, number one. Top five goes to fifth, Crazy Dale, number one. Fourth, Brandon Watson. Third, Ransom Racing 7W. Second place, Dave Brahman. And as we mentioned, your champion is Did Not Nail It. And we'll run out the uh, top five rookies. We had our, our top five rookies finished in the top ten for fi- for uh, the final standings. That's Team Beer, better than second two. Brandon Watson, Ransom Racing 7W, and again, did not nail it, is your champion. And so our picks, uh, I think I took Patrick Shue as my uh, champion, and you had, who did you pick? I took Jody, uh, better better than second two. He was the one that had three of the final four uh, drivers on his team. But obviously that also meant he had Christopher Bell mm. on his team, and anybody with Christopher Bell did not finish great <laughs> yeah, we kind of we kind of kind of glossed over that uh that engine or that mechanical failure for for him is unfortunate and you know that's it, it hurt denny hamlin and now it's hurting christopher bell so two toyotas that uh yeah first ever blown rotor for christopher bell in his career and it happens in the championship race so that was a bummer to see um again I was a little biased. It didn't hurt my feelings too much, but uh, it was tough to see Christopher Bell go out that way. I think that is more reason that uh, why we advocate for like a three race championship so that, you know, you're not just killed by, by one uh, mechanical failure, unfortunately. So, um, so with that, we wrap up the, the season and, now we kind of get a chance to look back at at our driver values and kind of some things that we predicted uh, at the beginning of the year. We've got some underperforming and some overperforming drivers for the year. Yeah, so real quick, I'll go through the top five uh, finishing fantasy drivers for the season. Your first place driver is William Byron. He was valued at a 16. Denny Hamlin was the second best fantasy driver, valued at 18. Chris Busher, the biggest surprise of the year, third place driver, finished. Uh, his value was an eight. So he actually finished 11 points ahead of his value. And that is your also your top over overperforming fantasy driver of the season. Fourth was Christopher Bell. He was valued at a 19. And your fifth best fantasy driver was Martin Truex Jr., despite his playoffs. And he was valued at a 17. So when uh, you when you look at those when you look at those five, it's easy to pick Chris Busher as your most surprising because there's not a lot of people thought that he was going to finish where he is. So let's throw him out. Is what other one surprises you most of where they finished? I think I would have to go with William Byron, um, not just because that's the next lowest value in that top five, but it wasn't even close. He dominated the season. Um, he his average fantasy points each week was nine uh he scored a total of 323 points on the season next closest again was denny hamlin with 404 points so he outscored denny by 81 points and that's that's a lot um so that he would have to be my next biggest surprise there in the top five and maybe even overall that's that's an average of two and a quarter 
better spots per or less points per race from the next best, which is that's pretty impressive. Um, when I look at these, I I agree William Byron is is a good pick. For me, it's Christopher Bell. I when I saw him as a 19, those those 20 and 19 point drivers to me are like the elite drivers. Those are Kyle Larson's. And it kind of felt like he won a couple races last year to extend his year when he really needed it. And then all of a sudden next year he's coming out as a 19. So for him to finish that that high, fourth best, I mean, I don't know what what was his how how close was he to the next how many points did he score? Those second through fifth were all pretty tight. Um, so he was three points ahead of Truex, 22 points behind Busher. His average was 22.1. 22, 22 total points? Total points. So, I mean, so if he finishes better in in the final race, right, that, that is that makes uh, yeah. that up? Yeah, you take out <laughs> so a 36th place finish and... I can't remember for sure. Chris Busher had a good week, so it would have been close to him yeah. being the third best. So, so for him to be a 19 point driver, I think is is pretty pretty impressive. So, what do we got for for un? Yeah, he did. Final four. Um, who do we got for underperforming? Yeah. So your worst five drivers: Justin Haley, Austin Sendrick, Austin Dillon, Harrison Burton, and your worst fantasy driver this season was Noah Gregson. And it's not just because he didn't finish the whole season. In fact, his um, average improved when Josevar took over his car. <laughs> so Gregson was not not looking good from the get go. Um, how many people your, had how many people had Gregson on their team? At the he end was of the year, owned by eleven at the beginning. Two people dropped him, so he was owned by nine total playoff total fantasy teams. No teams in the playoffs had Gregson. I think we should shout out those nine people that rode ride or die with, with no yeah. <laughs> something tells me those nine people may may not have cared too much. All right, <laughs> just, we won't put them on blast. Just letting it roll. <laughs> so although I think you might uh, be one of them. Did I did I have Noah I, Gregson? I, I think you might have. <laughs> we need to check this. Yeah. I'm oh my god. Did, <laughs> shit. Did I just <laughs> Yeah, you you said we should check it out. So let's uh... I am not a smart person. <laughs> so your dad had him. You might be off the hook. Oh, you know what? I believe one of my daughters had him at one point. And swapped him out. Mm-hmm. I finally told them, like, guys, you gotta you gotta make a swap here. But I but I will come clean. I had Justin Haley on one of my teams. I think the one that was, you know, in the bottom. I really thought he would have a better year, but he just kinda that that team as a whole just had a really rough year. Yeah, and his his season just kept getting worse too. He was not in the bottom five for a large portion of the season. And I think, you know, playoffs again, maybe it was after he announced he was moving to Spire. Um, you always see a little bit of a lack of performance with those drivers when when they know they're not sticking around next season. So he still finished uh two points ahead of his value. Because he was he was a six, so he was the lowest valued driver. Um, finished as an eight, but yeah, not not a great not a great year to have him on your team. What your no, most underperforming driver of the season? There was actually two of them: 
Chase Briscoe, he finished as a nine-point driver. He was valued at 14. And we mentioned him in the bottom five. Austin Sendrick was – he finished as a seven-point driver. He was valued as a 12. So I think the other storyline that we kind of need to talk about is the other 20-point driver that, that missed his – missed, uh, I think it was six races. Um, Chase Elliott was a 20-point driver with Kyle Larson. I – I'm going to go on a limb and, and guess that he's not a 20-point driver next year. But we saw a lot of swaps. Did we Do we think that that was a good move to swap him out? Or now that we have all the data, what do we think? Well, I think that a majority of the swaps went to Kyle Larson from Chase Elliott. Those teams that we had uh, 36 teams swap out Chase Elliott. We had 19 teams add Kyle Larson. So if you say roughly half of those swaps were to take Kyle Larson over Chase Elliott, that was a good move. Um, Chase Elliott still finished ninth in the fantasy driver stats, but Kyle Larson finished sixth. And I just think if you look back at the season, Chase Elliott had decent finishes, um, but Kyle Larson was stronger. So half of the swaps that were made when Chase Elliott went down, I'd say, I'd say were good ones. The other half, probably not, because I think you had some Joey Logano swaps were pretty popular, and his second half of the season was not strong. And I think you had, a, you had some panic swaps, and I was, was one of them. Um, but it, it also, when you, when you make a swap for a 20-point driver like that, you only get one swap. So you're, if you have a, a driver that is, could be replaced with Chris Busher. Now you're taking, you know, you're taking away that swap. So I guess it's probably really hard to 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 kind of know all those scenarios, but it it didn't it didn't feel like to me that it was the right move because you limited your options and you you just you kind of went all in and said, okay, the rest of my team is good enough. I'm just going to swap out a 20 point driver and and kind of go from there. But um, I think. No one really knew how long he was going to be out for and what he was going to do. And uh, there's a lot of unknowns and, and I, I, there's just a lot of pressure to, to make the move when the right time or when the timing's right. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know if next, if hopefully that doesn't happen again. If yeah. next year we have uh, Chase Elliott out again, I think Hendrick's probably going to have a, a little bit stronger words for him. Uh, but good, good lesson. And some, you know, obviously kept the the season interesting at, at the at the start of the year when uh, when we were looking for storylines. Made it very compelling for fantasy swaps and strategy. That's for sure. I know you were busy. I know you were busy taking yes. fielding yeah. fielding answers and questions and uh, <laughs> and making swaps. So we made a couple of bold predictions in the beginning of the year, and we don't need to talk about it, those, do we? <laughs> we, we I. I <laughs> I mean, of anybody, if you, I should I should not want to talk about these because I think mine are, <laughs> is pretty bad. But uh, so my bold prediction was that Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex, and Kyle Busch would not win a race all year. Um, obviously, that was Truex destroyed that, and Kyle Busch got two two wins himself. Harvick didn't. Of all the people, not to get one in his final year, that's kind of sad that he didn't get that that win. Uh, I mean, my, my bold prediction was blown anyway, so it might as well just given him a, a victory, but, uh, 
not not a great bold prediction, so I'll try to do better next year. But how did you do on your bold prediction? Well, I believe, since it's on record, I think I took <laughs> A.J. Allmendinger making it to the final eight. And that was mainly because of the amount of road courses that were on the schedule. Um, that I think that's why Colleg brought him in. You know, you win a road course in the regular season, you win a road course in the playoffs, and all of a sudden you're sitting really well. And that was kind of my idea as well. Unfortunately, Almondinger decided not to win at any of the road courses in the regular season. Had he hit on one, I would have been sitting okay on my bold prediction because he did win um, one of the road courses during the playoffs. But unfortunately, that, that strategy didn't work out. He didn't make the playoffs. Well, they call it a bold prediction for a reason. These aren't easy predictions. So, uh, again, we went over two, and uh, next year we will we'll try to Probably do better. Over two, <laughs> probably. But uh, good, good tries, I would say. Anything else that we have here to wrap up this? This is our seventh season. Uh, let's go through real quick um, a couple of the scoring stats for this season. We mentioned that. Our lowest score was New Hampshire, five points. Um, I don't want to go without shouting out your daughter, Reagan. She uh, she had the highest score of the season <laughs> at 162 points at the Bristol Gotta Dirt go. Race. And, Ooh. you know, I thought that was going to give a run for the highest ever. It wasn't. So she's she doesn't get that trophy, but she does have the highest for this season. Um, your lowest track average was the Darlington fall race with 57 points and your highest track average. And this is ever in fantasy history was Bristol dirt this year with 105 points for an average. So Bristol dirt was clearly a mess. And, and they're not doing it next year. So we don't have to worry about, uh, worry about that. So now how do we do that with the, the, the history? Is it going to just be, is that done now? Is that Bristol dirt? Uh, well, we'll keep it in the stats. It was there, and who knows? NASCAR might do something dumb and bring it back. But it's but at this um, point, it's 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 going to just be two two Bristol yeah. concrete tracks, right? So that's right. How it should be, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be upset that the uh, the Bristol dirt track race is is gone. So, um, so yeah. So anything else? Any any other stats? I don't think so. Okay. So that wraps up our seventh year of doing this fantasy league. It has changed a lot. It has grown a lot. Uh, just want to say thank you to everybody that participated this year. We had a lot of new faces. We grew the league um, by 50%, which was just awesome. A lot of, a lot of cool people met a lot of uh, other podcasts and other people that are, are doing, doing their thing out there. And, we wouldn't have been able to do that without this league. So thank you to everybody that follows along on Twitter, listens to the podcast, uh, just interacts with us when the, the emails get sent out with the standings. Uh, it's it's why we do this. It's it's a blast. And we uh, we look forward to next year. And speaking of next year, just kind of give you an idea of, of kind of how we're thinking about progressing with the podcast and the league. So we obviously are done for this year. And we will probably do a, we will probably take the rest of November off and um, 
December, we actually will take December off too, right? So that December we won't have a podcast and we'll come back. Yeah, in unless there's some crazy stories that we need to talk about with NASCAR and fantasy yeah, so, impacts from that. So we'll take, we'll plan on taking the rest of November and December off. And the first week of January, we will be back with our driver values. And uh, so we will drop that podcast where we, we would announce the, the driver values, open up registration for, for the league and, and start to, to fill those spots. So if, if you had a good time this year, if you enjoyed the league, please tell your friends, we want to make this as, as big as possible and, and just get more, more involvement in, in the league. So um, thank you to everybody that, that participated this year. Thank you to our commissioner for the emails and the uh, live day tweets that everybody loves. Um, so thank you, sir. And uh, any final words? Uh, no, I think just, uh, again, I echo your shout outs to everybody. We appreciate the interaction that we get from everybody every week. Hopefully we can build that next year. Um, get your friends and family ready for fantasy. If you enjoyed the format, if you have any suggestions, for how we do this or any changes that you'd like to see made. Um, we've got some ideas in the pipeline for next season. Um, nothing too robust, but if you guys have any great ideas for us, we'd love to hear them and, and just stay, stay interacting with us. because We like to hear from all the members. And if you want to be on the podcast, that's something we're going to do a lot next year is try to get a, a, a good variety of people and talk about your teams and, and get to know people that are, that are in the league that want to come on the podcast and be a part of this. Uh, we want it to be interactive and, and that's the whole point is, is to, to serve the league. So uh, thank you again. We appreciate you all and we'll see you next year. Your day. I lost my mind. I need my spine.